Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right... I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us? who have borne the burden of the day in the scorching heat? But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to, the le- I choose to, give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, we are always, yes, always ranking one another. We do it with an evil eye. That is to say, we have this sinful quality within each and every one of us, this sinful quality that comes forth looking to everyone else around us. And then we rank them. We rank everyone on a metaphoric ladder, placing those who we think are important up top and those who we maybe perhaps dislike on the very bottom. Indeed, we rank individuals on a metaphoric ladder. For example, if we use age as a label on the ladder, Well, we will place wise older people on the top of the ladder and on the very bottom, yes, young, foolish. Yes, young, foolish individuals, youths on the bottom. But if you are young, well, you do the exact opposite. You flip it around. You put energetic youthfulness on the top and on the very, very bottom, elderly persons that are so-called out of touch with reality. We not only do this with age, but we do this with looks and appearances. 
Those from the big city, they put fashionable and cosmopolitan people on the top, way up here. And on the bottom, way on the bottom, unsophisticated hillbillies at the very bottom. However, those who are from the country, well, they flip it around. On the top, they put rugged lumberjacks, whereas on the bottom, wimpy, soft pen pushers. Yes, on the bottom. The point that is being made, we find these ladders everywhere. Everywhere we look, in politics, in business, in families, in sports, and especially, uh, yes, especially in high school. Now, please know that I'm not advocating for participation trophies or the removal of good old competition where there's no such thing as a loser. In life, we indeed will lose some and we will win some. Furthermore, I'm not trying to make the case that everyone is good enough and smart enough and strong enough to be at the top of every single ladder out there. As you know, I cannot be trusted to do plumbing. <laughs> no way, no how. Or electrical work at that matter. I'm truly way down on the bottom when it comes to plumbing. Way on the bottom. You see, in life, we are not on top on most things, but on the bottom, that is you and me, but instead, I'm talking about how our evil eye, our evil eye and our envious, grumbling hearts, how they seek to stomp on others around us. I'm talking about that sinful attitude that we carry around, that, 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 that chip on the shoulder that causes us to inflate with pride and boast in our greatness and push others down the ladder. I'm talking about our evil and envious eyes always taking inventory of others around us. This need to keep up with the Joneses and this desire to perhaps even destroy the Joneses down the street so that we can be on top with supposed greatness. You see, this is exactly, it is exactly what Jesus is covering in the parable from Matthew's gospel this morning. Jesus, he gives us a glimpse of what happens when that evil eye and that envious heart mingle, yes, when they mingle with the kingdom of heaven. Yes, when they mingle with the kingdom of heaven. In the parable, as we heard today, a bunch of different workers were hired throughout the day. Some were hired early, some were hired late. However, this parable punches at our evil eye. It kicks at our envious hearts. When we hear the scandalous news that everyone gets paid the same. When everybody gets paid the same, regardless of the amount of time they worked throughout the day. You see, Jesus is teaching that the kingdom of heaven does not use a ladder. Ladders do not work with Christian theology. God does not put forth some sort of heavenly ladder, if you will, and then give you grace Yes, grace based upon how high you climb on that ladder. You see, if the Lord gave out grace to you based on how hard you have worked and how hard you have prayed and how much you have studied, then if that is the case, then the Lord would be in your debt. He would owe you for how high you have climbed. You see, if you climbed super high, then the Lord would be obligated to give you and to cough up grace to you for your climbing efforts. Furthermore, if the Lord handed out grace, depending on how high you made it up that theological ladder, then you would 
then it would be your job not to offer a helping hand to others in need, but to simply stand on their hands and perhaps even their faces as you clambered up that ladder yourself to get to the very top, to get grace goodies and grace trophies from God. If Christianity was about a ladder, you would have no time to serve your neighbor in need for your mission, would to be, your mission would be to climb and to climb and to climb some more. Get busy climbing, friends. Perhaps we're thinking about all this wrong, too. You see, if the Lord honored ladder climbing, who is to say that we would be on top after all? If we're truly honest with ourselves, wouldn't we be at the bottom all the time? As your pastor, I don't know how I could even make it up two feet on that ladder. Let me let you in on a little secret. There's not a Sunday morning that doesn't go by without me wanting to hit snooze and sleep in on Sunday, which is the reason why I set about six alarms every Sunday morning. The fact of the matter is this. If we are honest with ourselves, we're typically not four steps up and two steps down, but two steps up and then a big thump as we fall on our rear on the ground looking up at the ladder. Now, dear friends, let us be honest. We are hovering around the bottom of the ladder, just pretending that we are on the top. And everyone else who claims to be on the top of the ladder, all those movie stars and all those Joneses, all those spiritual superstars, well, it's just one big smoke screen. It's a facade. They're pretending to have it all together with perfect thoughts, perfect words, and perfect deeds when they really don't. They don't, my friends. Dear friends, God, God does not connect. God does not connect his grace to your climbing. That is the thing that we have to understand loud and clear today. God does not connect his grace to your climbing. His grace is not attached to a ladder as well. No, his grace is connected to his son. Did you hear that? His grace is connected to his son so that no one might boast. God saves you and gives you grace, not in view of your thoughts and your words and your deeds, but in view of the mercy and work of Christ on your behalf. It is actually not about you ascending up a ladder, for they do not exist. Instead, Christ, he came down to humanity some 2,000 years ago, and he comes to you right now. He comes to you right now in the word and sacraments to deliver and give you good gifts because he's rich in mercy and abounding in grace. And so if you are 100 years old or 10 days old, young like little Carson, if you're 100 years old or a couple days old, you have the same grace through your baptism because you have the same Christ. If you are a plumber in overalls or a pastor in a bright, shiny chasuble, you have the same grace because you have the same Christ that you receive at this altar. If you're in a dusty old church with eight members and a broken organ or in a church with 1,000 members and an angelic-sounding choir, you have the same grace and the same absolution because you have the same Christ. If you come from a family on the wrong side of the tracks, or if you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you have the same grace because you have the same 
Christ. Now, my friends, if this gives you great joy, then God be praised. God be praised that the kingdom of God is neither connected to ladders nor is dependent upon you, but is connected and dependent upon Christ Jesus, crucified and resurrected for all of your sins, for you as a gift. However, if this message gives you frustration, or if you are grumbling in your hearts, it's quite simple. Repent. Repent with me. Repent of your evil eye and your envious hearts. For this evil eye and this envious heart is not consistent with the kingdom of heaven. Before God's law, your huffing and your puffing up that ladder is just not that impressive. Keep in mind that in the church, we stand on the floor, this floor here, together. We stand shoulder to shoulder with our chins up, and we confess together that we are poor, miserable sinners in thought, word, and deed. And together... Our ears are open, and we hear that absolution, that same gospel, that for Christ's sake we are forgiven of all of our sins together. The Lord forgive you, and especially me, for our envious eyes and our grumbling hearts. So considering all of this, are we equal? Yes, we are with respect to forgiveness, life, and salvation. However, looking back to that parable that we read this morning, this parable, it is important to note that each of the workers did indeed work different amounts of times and perhaps even did different chores and different tasks. And the same is true in the church. same is true in life. But here's the catch. The work that we do is not for the purpose of getting saved or obtaining grace. We don't do good works to be saved, which goes the way of unbelief. But we do good works because we already are saved. This goes the way of faith. Consider what Jesus says elsewhere in the Gospel of Luke. He says this, When you have done all that you were ordered to do, say we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. Indeed, we have only done what we have ought to done. In other words, you and I do not need to keep track of our works in the kingdom of heaven. We do not need to log how many hours that we have done. We do not need to keep track of how many degrees we have behind our name, how many initials that we have. See, we're free from the ladder. We are free from the ladder, for we have Christ. He comes to you regardless of the ladder. And in him you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm in Christ. And so when we do a good work or we put in a long day, In our vocations, we know that we have done everything expected of us and can be matter-of-fact saying this, huh, the work is done. Yeah, the work is done. I just did what I was told to do and called to do. I had the same grace before I did the work and the same grace after I did the work because I have the same Christ before and after and from this point forth. We can loosely paraphrase the Apostle Paul too. In his letter to the Christians in Ephesus, loosely paraphrases what Paul says about this. God has showered grace and kindness upon me in Christ. Saving me was his idea and his work, not mine. Now I simply trust in him. I know that he gives me grace from start to finish. 
Nope, I don't play the major role. I don't play the major role indeed. If I did, I would be all wrapped up in needing to climb some silly ladder where I would step on my neighbor while bragging foolishly about my puny accomplishments. Nope, the Lord created me. The Lord saved me. And in Christ, I am his work of art. What relief, what joy. The Lord has prepared good works for me to simply walk in because this Christian life is pure gift. Baptized saints, grace is not connected to the ladder. There's no such thing as a ladder. Grace is not connected to your things that you do, the things that you say, your works and your deeds. Grace is connected to Christ and he does not withhold it back to himself, but he lavishly pours it upon us into our ears, into our minds, upon our head and our hearts, and laying that grace right on the tip of your tongue so that you know that you are in Christ, forgiven, redeemed, claimed, his beloved children. Because of Christ, you have grace. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.